listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. bunch of bitches for what the blue shirts are about to do to you oh lord oh are lord. you ready what what are you gonna go triple h on me there uh <laughs> i said are you ready no, okay. hi everybody welcome to jackass no i mean no that was the well, last rangers head coach i mean no, that, that, that is actually true Hey, all right, cool things. Second round didn't start off all that great. You know, it is what it is. Down to nothing. We're gonna recap all of that. The big one was last night, and what a game is a game that I believe is a statement, a statement game for the Rangers, which is the prelude to a very important game three. But we've got a lot to talk about in about thirty minutes' time. I gotta watch the clock here. We're going to jump on Twitter spaces to wrap up our podcast. So the final segment of our podcast will be on Twitter spaces. We'll kind of do a little bit of recap what we're talking about right now. And then we're going to open it up to some people who want to talk about the Rangers and and the other side, the bunch of bitches. Because the Carolina Hurricanes aren't a bunch of jerks. They are, as Nick coined them after game one, and me, oblivious to it, coined them after game two. They are. A bunch of bitches. Like, straight up, they bitches. I mean, like, just straight up bitches. It's crazy. Like, okay. You know, I said for a while, since Brady Shea went to Carolina, I noticed he got, like, very whiny, and he became, like, he really did. He became a bitch. Like, and it showed in his play. Like, just the stuff he does, he never did with the Rangers. Like he would just like he just became very bitchy. And you're not talking about just the playoffs. You're talking in general. Oh uh, yeah, I'm talking like this in the regular. A general, this isn't a playoff statement. Like, this is a general, this is, like yeah. overall. Yeah. And now, okay, and I saw it then in Game Three. Yes, Fast. I really used to like Quickie. I was a Quickie fan when he was a Ranger. Like. And I even rooted for him in Carolina last year. He got mad because Ryan Strom, legal check, legal hit, gets mad and starts going after Strom. Like, like you really became a bitch. Well, and then the whole play along the boards where he tried to take a couple of little cheap shots going to the boards, and then he's trying to run away to the bench. Yeah, it's like, dude, you really became a bitch. You know. But you know what? I like – I like to see the snarl. Because I like the snarl. Like I like snarl. The series I don't... had been very like 
Oh, it, it got a little playoff feel. It, it got livened up in game three. It did. And now, yeah, I, think yeah, it's, yeah. now I think it's game on because yeah. I think this works to the Rangers' favor much more than Carolina. Well, and I think the pace that you saw in game three also works to the Rangers' favor. The yes. high tempo, open the ice, play with less structure, that works to the Rangers' benefit. I, that's see, that, that's I, what the Rangers want to do. I can well. I, I think it goes. I think it's a combination of that. I don't think it's just that kind of open style, but because I think that fits no, a lot because, of Carolina. Besides Carolina's defensive structure, it, which it is does, terrific. it does, it doesn't though. Because here's the thing: Carolina is a great team. They are like they're not the sum is greater than all its parts, but they're pretty close because they don't have individual game breakers. But they have a great structure and I a mean, great Aho team. I and Svechnikov can be. Aho can be. I'm like I'm on the fence with Svech. Well, that's because you don't like Svech. But I neither mean, do you. But, I can't stand him. I want him to get Ovid. But okay. <laughs> but I think Carolina. When you look at it, they're more of a team game. The Rangers are. Hey, let's go out here and play some shinny because the the Rangers want an open, high octane. Because at the end of the day, the Rangers' skill most times will beat your skill. Because the Rangers have the game, the top end game breaking talent, even though well, they haven't played like it yet. But, but yeah, and I think that's what's been you know to to jump from the top. I think that's been what was so frustrating about the opening two games of the series. Because honestly, the Rangers should have won Game One, and they should have won Game Two. Right now, really, realistically, the Rangers should be up three nothing in this series. They realistically should. And I'm not and I'm not trying to discredit Carolina. I'm not trying to say all oh, Carolina's crap. Carolina's not a good team. Carolina's a great team. Carolina's one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. You know, they <laughs> you we we've said it we've said it quite often. Well, we talked about it when there was, you know, the the media festered BS that Brindamore and the Carolina Hurricanes weren't, you know, necessarily seeing eye to eye on their contract. We were like, man, you know, before the Gallant stuff, we we're like, we would, you would love Brindam. I would, I would run through a wall to play for a guy like Rod Brindamore. Let me tell you something: the the bloom is off the rose with Rod Brindamore with me. All right, well, whatever. But right, I'm, he's, listen, he's he's one of the best coaches in the NHL. That's fine. He's a giant bitch. The whole bitch syndrome in Carolina starts at the top. My great-grandmother always used to say the fish stinks from the head down. And let me tell you something. He's the head of the fish. So, biggest bitch, Rod Brindamore. Well, I think, you know, you – so, look, let's, let's circle back to game one. Rod Brindamore, chief bitch. Game one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Chief bitch. Okay. Listen, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not going to be able to recap the games because he just doesn't stop. But, you know, that's, you know, can't stop, won't stop. Um, well, Rob Brindamore can't stop, won't stop being a bitch. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're, you're going you're gonna to disperse Rod the Bod? Yes, I am. Oh, baby. When you act like a giant bitch, I'm going to call you out and call you a bitch, bitch. I don't know if it, I, I mean, look. He's a bitch. Look, bitch. I, bitch. I, I am more focusing on the fact that the Rangers. Bitch. All right, look, right. I'm focusing more on the fact of if the Boston Bruins had an ounce of depth 
in their lineup. Carolina's probably out in the first round. Okay. Here's right now, I... hold on. Uh-uh. Right now, the Rangers had the pristine opportunity to really step on the throat of the Hurricanes and put them into an all-out chokehold here. And I think for me, as great as Game 3 was, as, as thank God Game 3 was a great game, the first two games of this series were so frustrating because you look at certain play, you know, you look at like, uh, you know, Mika looking lost, Adam Fox looking lost, um, Strom. I, I like, I am, I'm, I'm the, the ship has sailed there. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I want Ryan Strom off the Like, I, I can't remember if it was, I mean, the games one and two blurred together to me because of just like the madness of game like, just, two. I know exactly what you're talking about, where he shot it into D'Angelo's ass. No, not even that one. Not that one. The one where Rata was beat clean. Oh, where he tried tried forcing the pass through three sticks to Panera. And he has an empty net, and he tries. All he had to do was go make one little quick move with the stick, and he has an empty – he would have been – it would have been tucked in. And he tries to pass it through traffic to Panarin, who is – not even in a good position or angle to shoot anyway. Um, but, like, the plays like that. Then you had Kreider, who oddly does, didn't look like Kreider in the first two games here. You know, you're not seeing that net front presence from Kreider. You're not seeing the, the like, force in front of the net on the power plays. You know, so, like, the, the power play looked just atrocious. I mean, just overall the top six in the first two games. Looked atrocious. Um, and the kid line has largely looked really good, if not great. You know, yeah, you could say, well, damn, Kako missed the net. That was a big one. We lost the game. You could look at that moment and say, damn, you know, that hurt us. But you know what? The kid line can't play great every night. And the big guys just show up whenever they want. And you think that that's going to be a lead to success. So going into game three, we were sitting here going, they got to show up. Because if they don't, you, you know, with with really Sebastian Ajo being the only one putting up a lot of points. Teravainen, I think, has two in the series. Ajo, I think, had two or three. No, and Ajo, that's it. Ajo only had, I think, I think two. Well, he had the empty netter, so I mean, you could kind of, you know, wash no, that think, down if you want. I think Tuvo had the empty netter. Either way. Well, we got anyway. Either way. But when you look at the stat sheet for the Hurricanes in this series, like the points aren't screaming out, like they're not, they're not producing. So if you're going, you know, man, these guys aren't producing, and. We're losing because we get beat on a Brendan Smith goal. You know, Nino Niederreiter short-handed. had three goals. Short-handed. Short-handed, mind you. Nino Niederreiter had three goals against the Boston series. He picks up his fourth last night in the lone goal against against the Rangers in the 3-1 win. Um, you know, but again, you lose, you know, I think Ajo had the goal with two seconds left in the third. Wasn't that an empty netter? It was the empty netter. I don't remember. Yeah, who that was an empty netter for Ajo. I don't remember who um, scored it because I was too angry. 
But Aho to me only has really one goal in this series, and that was the goal that yeah, he's tied the, it. He, he had the tying goal, which was a bad one. one. Like, look, Igor had a bad one on that one. And he had a bad one. He had a bad one in, in game again, three. You but put that again, on Igor. You put that on Igor. I put that on Panarin for not backchecking. Well, but again, if you're gonna get like a one bad one here and there, and again, I go through it and I look. Uh, I don't think looking at the stats. Guys that were going off in the first round that were putting up points against Boston, and I know it's a different different team and all that jazz and all that nonsense, but you look through Max Domi. I don't think he's put up a single point in this series yet. Trocek, I don't think he's got a single point. Seth Jarvis, I think, has one. Svechnikov, I don't think, has any points. Um, Kokinyemi, I think, has one or two. Tara Vinen has one. One or two, Nakish has, I think one or one maybe. I mean, you're you're talking these guys that were are significant defense. D'Angelo, nothing. And guess what? If you're not getting any points from D'Angelo, you might as well not even have him on the ice because he fucking sucks as a defenseman. So his, his the, the 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 loan value that he gives you. The, the value you get from him is like what he's done during the regular season and like what he did against Boston, and he puts up points. But he has looked nothing short of a fool in this series. The Rangers, I mean, he put up eight points in the opening round against Boston, the goal and seven assists. He was on fire, and they've held them to – I'm, I'm almost positive he doesn't have a single point in the series. I'm almost positive. Um, I think he had the assist on the Ajo game tire in game one. No, I or no, no, that was Brady. Shit, that was Brady Skajay. That was yeah, no, that was um, yeah, no. He doesn't have. He didn't have a point. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at that and you you sit there and you go, damn, you know. And then you look at like Game Seven for the Rangers in the last round, and you look at what the Rangers did, and the guys like Kreider coming alive, Mika going off, Panarin getting the big, huge game series clincher. And you're sitting there and you're going, you know what? This is awesome. Maybe we're going to get the top guys clicking. And then they come into the second round and it's just like. But not th- even now, now, there, I have a theory behind this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, would, you, would you like me to share my theory? I'd love to hear your theory. Okay, do you want me to drop some coaching knowledge on you? Go for it. Okay. Chris, why is home ice uh, important in the playoffs? Doesn't mean anything. Don't you follow the media? It's just like face-offs. Face-offs don't matter. Remember, face-offs don't matter. That's right. But Remember Chris, that whole big battle years ago? Yes. Face-offs don't matter. Yes. Chris, why why does home ice advantage matter in the playoffs? Gee, I don't know for a variety of reasons, Nick. But okay, I'm going to well, let you. Okay. You want me to tell you? Do you want me to actually? Are you trying to like? Yes, I, I want you I to say Because I do know it. the answer. Yes, okay. Why. Well, then say the answer. Last change. Uh, bingo. There you go. Rob Brindamore, okay, loves, and I mean loves, to match lines. Now, if you do not know what match lines means, that's okay, because a lot of people don't. Matching lines for a coach is where your top line I'm going to put out my best defensive line to shut them down. So let's say 
you know, the Rangers back in the 90s are going to put the Messier line out. If I'm the Devils, I would put Bobby Holik out against Mark Messier. Or, perfect, another example, the Trevor linden Pava Bore line in 94. The Rangers would answer with Craig McTavish. Because you want to put your best defensive forwards out against their best offensive forwards to limit their opportunities at even strength. Rod Brindamore loves to match lines. He likes to find matchups that suit his club. A matchup that in the first two games suited his club just fine. Jordan Stahl, Jesper Faust, and I, I can't remember who the third man is on their line, against the Zavanna Jab line. Jordan Stahl is an excellent defensive forward. If he could produce more offensively, he'd probably win the Selkie every year. He would be in the Patrice Bergeron category. Jordan Stahl shadowing Mika Zibanejad in games one and two. Zibanejad could do absolutely nothing. And that is because whenever Zibanejad would come on the ice, whether it be for a faceoff or anything like that, Brenda Moore would send out Jordan Stahl because he has the last change, so he has the right to do that because it's a better matchup. On the road, let's say Brendan Moore puts out the stall line. Gallant can choose to say, eh, Mika, come back to the bench. Rooney, go out there. And you put the fourth line against their checking line, advantage Rangers, because now Jordan Stahl can't play against Mika's advantage, Ed, and you have to go with, like the Rangers did, the Rangers got Zibanejad's line out there against Sebastian Ajo. And what happened? How did Mika look, Chris? He was moving and grooving. And creating and chances and helped assist on Chris Kreider's game-winning goal. Yep. There is a huge, a huge thing to take away because I was wondering why Carolina in the first round was so bad on the road. I couldn't figure it out. Because they are a great team. And now watching, and especially in game three, I saw it. Brenda Moore on the road cannot match lines. Therefore, he really doesn't have an answer for what the Rangers were doing yesterday on Sunday. Gallant is going to have to figure out how in Carolina to keep Mika Zibanejad away from Jordan Stahl. But if by some chance... Zabanajad is out there against Stahl. Zabanajad also has to step up his game and win a one-on-one battle at some point. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Rangers got to rise up. The, the top guys have to be top guys. But there is a chink. I have found a chink in the Hurricanes' armor. There's a couple. They they love matching lines, and when they can't do it, they have problems when they can't do it. Well, I think it's I think it's that. I think it's their top players aren't putting pucks in that. I think, you know. Yeah, but okay. Got... Also, here's the thing though. Everyone's saying, well, you know, Carolina's not playing like Carolina. They haven't found their game yet. Also, let's credit the New York Rangers. The well, Rangers... I also think you could say the Ra- the, the Car- I think you I think both teams have played really well defensively. I think the Rangers have actually played better defensively than Carolina has. I don't disagree with that, but I think that's what made the first two games more frustrating was because you looked at how well the Rangers played overall, and really you could point your finger at the exact 
key pieces of why they lost the first two games. It wasn't because they got run over. It wasn't because they were overmatched. It wasn't because of anything other than... They haven't found that balance yet of being able to play, you know, conservative playoff hockey and still playing their game. They haven't found that balance. And I'm sorry, people are going to be like, oh, Panarin, you know, Panarin should be able to do whatever he wants. Well, Panarin's been doing whatever he wants. And he was doing a lot of stupid shit. Like, I mean, come on. The giveaways and plays out of of the puck or away from the puck were just, I mean, come on. And I know everybody was harping on that quote with Gallant and with Panarin. And look, when you're not playing well, I mean, that's where, like, a lot of times you can't just look at stat lines all my, the time. You have to look at the grand picture of things, especially in the playoffs, to me. My um, my issue with Panarin is more so he hasn't even attempted at points in the playoffs to play defense. And that you just can't do. Like, well, I, it's, and that, I understand. it's just shoot the damn puck. Well, that, but it's also in the playoffs. I get it. You're not a defensive forward. Like, I will never confuse Artemi Panarin for – Marion Hosa or Patrice Bergeron. I won't. No, but, but I want to see Artemi Panarin from Columbus, Tampa. But you have to also be willing to back check at certain points. Right. You you can't coast back into the zone. Right. Like you, that that you can't do. Sorry. Like I love Panarin, I do, but like there are certain things I can't excuse and not giving an effort defensively in the playoffs, inexcusable. Now, to me, the big keys moving forward for for the club is well, they got to win Game Four because I still believe if they don't win Game Four, they're cooked. Well, Game Four is a huge game. You don't want to go back to Carolina down three games to one. You just don't. You don't want to have your backs against the wall, and then you got to win two in Carolina. You want to win this one. You want to win it in a solid win, even if it's a heartbreaker. That's great. You don't want to blow the barn doors. Like, to me, I don't want to go in and blow. Like, it'd be sexy. It'd be awesome to blow the barn doors off the building. It'd be great. But at the same time, I want them to get exposed and lose that way. I want the Rangers top six to come alive, and I want them to get stupid. And I think the end of game three was a big forecast into what you could see happen because I think the Rangers – and God, I wish Barkley Goodrow was playing, because this is a part of the series where it's like, damn, you wish you had him. I, I wish this is where we had Sammy Blay, or or Sammy Blay. I mean, even though limited from what we were able to see, but we've seen him in playoffs. What he's been able to do in in, in the playoffs is kind of like that wreck havoc. But Tony D'Angelo, we're in his head, man. We're in Vinny Trocheck's head. We're in Svechnikov's head. The only one that I think we're not in the head of right now, and what is a really key thing, is Auntie Ranta. Auntie Ranta's been phenomenal. And the dumbest thing, they're talking about Freddie Anderson getting ready to come back. The absolute dumbest thing. I welcome Freddie Anderson back. The dumbest thing that the Carolina Hurricanes can do right now, so please go ahead and do it, is put Freddie in in the net. I would absolutely love it. Um, that's one of those, without a shadow of a doubt, I would say, bring us, give us ready. Give it to us. Because I I personally, Ronta's made a glass, so you got to figure at some point, like it looked like the other night he practically hurt himself, 
He's made of glass, but when he's not, he is one of the better, if not one of the top goalies in the NHL. His problem has always just been his ability to stay healthy, and he's getting to showcase it in the playoffs for the first time ever, and he's having a big a big response. But still, even with that, if the Ranger top guys just get going here, and this is key, they've got to get going before the Carolina top guys wake up. They've got to do that before that happens. Because if you don't, and this team starts going, and you've seen it in glimpses, you saw it in glimpses of, of game three too. Carolina starts rolling. It's hard to get, it's hard to, to they They remind me of the, of the Russian five in Detroit a little bit. Because when they get going, they play it's with like the impossible. puck. On, it's impossible. They play with the puck from them. The puck's on the string, and you can't get it from them. So, but all the post yeah. whistle stuff, bring it, bring it on. I love Vinny Trocheck talking all kinds of trash, calling Philip Heedle soft. Philip Heedle's been anything but soft. If anything, Trocheck's looked soft in this series. A lot of these guys have looked soft. So I say, you know what? Take care of business at home. Win Game Four. Punch them right back in the mouth hard enough that you've got them scrambling all the way back down to Carolina and doubting themselves, punch them in the mouth again, and finish this fucking thing off in game six. Fucking reverse sweep them. I, I believe, I do believe, if the Rangers can win game four and tie this series, and if they go back to Carolina and they play the way that they did in games one and two defensively, and they, they get some offensive production... I believe if the Rangers can win that game, game five, I believe the Rangers will win this series in six. I do believe that this series is whichever road team wins wins a game first yeah. is winning the win. series. I don't I don't disagree with you. But I think the I think this is a big moment for the Rangers to make a statement. And game four is the perfect game to make that statement because I think you can see that team completely on Ravel. I'll tell you what, though, I will not have fun playing Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference Final if we somehow beat, if we somehow beat oh, Carolina. Tampa, I look, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know how Tampa doesn't three-peat. unless something goes wrong. I mean, Florida's another team. If Washington had any more piece of depth to them or better goaltending, they don't get past Washington. Florida to me is is look I I just there that buyout of Bobrovsky is gonna be ooh baby but see here's the thing though I can't put this series on Bob I know but there's been a lot of moments in this playoffs that you could put on Bob yeah but this series it this series itself I can't put on Bob but I just it's this is this is not last year's postseason where no, you I mean, can they're, literally they're not was, showing up they're not they're, they're yeah big guys aren't showing up. And Tampa has just got depth up and down the ass crack, and they just never seem to run out of it. I, I mean, they're, they're like they just they just know where like it's it's amazing. All right, on to amazing. on to Twitter Spaces. Right, we are jumping over for the to fun. Twitter Spaces. See if we could cause some mayhem as we take our bunch of bitches to uh, to task on there. Um, You'll probably this, hear this if I can get the recording of it fast enough. You'll probably this, hear this. This will be but, the, uh, bun- the the Twitter Spaces portion of this show will be the portion where we really go in on the the bitches 
that are also known as the Carolina Hurricanes. There you go. So we will uh, we'll see you over there. Okay.